You know, it really was nice of Microsoft to let us use uh, test out their Hololens for this this podcast recording today. I I think it was very generous of them. It's it's like you guys are really here. Copy. I feel a little fuzzy. Glue. You, are you? Are you... <laughs> Can someone reach out and touch me and see if I'm fuzzy? Uh, that is not supported. I'm sorry. <laughs> Touching John is not supported. <laughs> That's definitely a 2.0 feature. Uh, so you guys ex- excited for the future of holograms? The holodeck I hear is only about two, three years away, probably. Let us be oh, clear. Yeah, it's right around the corner. These are not, in fact, holograms. No. This is true. I, I talked to many people, including Guy English, our guest today, our, our better-than-Lex substitute Lex. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> he's not here. He'll never listen to this episode. <laughs> when, he's, when he's out of country, man, he's just out he of is, country, out of I mind. Yeah. I don't know how to feel that I'm like the... The understudy for Lex Friedman. I don't. I mean, it's more of a plotting for the day when you eventually overthrow him and become. Okay. <laughs> he becomes your understudy. Okay. That's my feeling on the matter. Uh, but I also talked to a bunch of physicists too, who are who about because I have some. I have on speed dial. <laughs> Look at this guy. Oh really? Oh, you you actually did like legitimate. Well, not work. really. It just happened to be physicists that I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> Who confirmed for me that these were not these are not actually holograms? Which yeah. is funny because I guess this is just like this is some hardcore marketing on their part. Well, yeah, yeah. I well, mean, but the other the other thing is like, what are you going to call them? Yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because people well, people aren't going to understand anything other other than that. Welcome to the future of litograms. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to augmented do, reality, maybe. But I mean, that's well, but that's what it is, right? Yeah, that's what it is. But it's kind of a nerdy. Like, they have a hard enough time pulling a message off <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And uh, if they have to call it something that nobody has ever heard of before, they're going to have a real problem. But it, it yeah. seems like this is a thing that actually works based on the stuff I've been reading from other people who, who were there at the event and got to try it out. Like, it's not a shipping product, obviously, but right. it's it's at least in some way functional, which is kind of a step up for Microsoft. <laughs> it's, it's more than a concept <laughs> video is what I'm saying. You know what? You should describe it so that the listeners who have not seen the video may... Guy, I don't know yeah. if I can describe it. <laughs> it's just that magical. Yeah, I mean, it's goggles that that insert images into your real world, right? Well, it's right. Like, yeah. It's, that yeah. insert 3D-looking 3D. images yeah. into your real world. So yeah. the way I kind of thought about it was that in... So 3D imagery is obviously nothing new. If you've played a video game in the last two decades, you're pretty familiar with like, yeah, you have a li- you control a little guy who can run around and look at things in a 3D environment, right? If you run to the other side of a wall in most 3D games, you see the other side of the wall. Um, but instead, we, they've moved like the camera. So instead of the camera being on that little guy you're running around, the camera is integrated into these goggles that you're wearing. But it's basically the same principle at that point, right? Then there's a 3D element, and if you walk around that, you are a camera, and so you get to see the other side of that thing. Yeah, and so the next step on top of that is that they use, I believe, cameras inside the, the goggles to sort of do the, uh, uh, what's it called? The Xbox... Um, oh, the connect motion the connect, sensing? Thank you, yeah, blanking on that. Um, to, to get a sense of the 3D environment in which you're actually standing, and they project these virtual 3D objects into that environment um, so that if, you know, a virtual object will be sitting on a table 
and the, the glasses are smart enough to know that, like, well, this table is a flat surface, so the 3D object's going to rest here rather than falling down to the floor. <laughs> well, but, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, smash. To, 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 inter- yeah. Well, to integrate virtual 3D objects into the real world, you need... A, right. you need the virtual 3D object, and B, you need to know what the shape of the real world is. Right. right. Well, which which does seem impressive because I mean, You'll yeah, if you drop a 3D virtual object, does it break or bounce or fall? Like, or does it just hover in it midair? It could. It could. That's all. It's just up right. to the code at that point, right? I, it's somewhat interesting. I I thought uh, Gruber's take on it that this is something that you don't use like all the time was actually really smart. Yeah, you know, rather than Google Glass, which is like Google Glass goes everywhere with you. It's like no, yeah. that was dumb. Nobody really <laughs> wants to wear those things all the time. Yeah. This you can't wear all the time. If you walked around outside with this on, you would just be yeah, you would be robbed, bumping into everything <laughs> and and then robbed. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I tried Glass at um, at the MacWorld party a couple of years ago, actually. Yeah, I think I tried the same. Was that yeah? Uh, I think we tried the same one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Panzerinos. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, but so Google. Yeah, there's now there's has photos both. of us looking like glass holes. Google, sure. Google now has both your DNA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, in, in as much as I could see it being used for uh, vertical industries, right? Like a like right. a mechanic or some kind of doctor or something where your your hands are. When you say vertical industries, I just mean like industries where you're standing up. Is that what? <laughs> well, yeah, I'd probably standing up would be a good one. Yeah, exactly. Um, Whereas Microsoft's Hololens is apparently great if you are into repairing motorcycles or designing motorcycles or pretty much anything. Yeah, with they, motorcycles. their use cases are kind of silly. Um, <laughs> but for for both of these, uh, you know, Glass just got what like wrapped up yesterday or last week and, and well, put into... whatever the current iteration of it is right can I we mean, have a round of applause yeah. from glass yeah thank you thank yeah. you so much there. take a take a take a load off glass you did good work yeah. and by good work i mean no work take five yeah exactly they, yeah they pull that just in time because you know this thing looks just way better um <laughs> i don't think i'm you're not going to wear this right like this is not going to be a, i i do think that there are use cases for it um in very confined environments or environment in certain specific use that, that's know. the thing that gets me is that looking at this so the next step is i guess they're they're gonna like try and get prototypes into people's hands starting at like the microsoft developers conference so to my mind it seems like the really important next step here is they have to convince developers that there's there are interesting things that they can do here and so the developers have to come up with apps or utilities or what have you that can be enhanced by this and that seems yeah. to me a tricky thing. I mean, there are, like you're saying, I think there are there are niches where it's extremely useful, but it's hard to imagine the everyday uses that most of us are going to find interesting. Other than, and I'll say the big asterisk is gaming. Yeah, right. I was just about right. to bring up uh, Oculus because yeah. you know there's no shortage of interest in developing for the Oculus Rift. Um, now, but the thing is that this, I believe, you can always see the world. The yeah. glasses. Well, it looks like it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you would almost want to like have a mode where you can polarize the glasses and not be able to see through them and just see the uh, the 3D stuff. Well, it's like so. I I kind of think of the Hololens as like if if Oculus Rift and Google Glass had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a disfigured hellish baby. Yeah, twisted <laughs> Island of Doctor Moreau esque baby. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You guys want one? You're gonna buy a Hololens? It's. I think it'll go no. great with my Amazon Echo. I- it's <laughs> an arbitrary cheap shot <laughs> that was the working title for this show arbitrary cheap shots that's just like you're driving down the street and you just you drive through a puddle just to be jerked to somebody 
<laughs> I do that. Yeah. I'm much more interested in this than glass. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it depends on how much it is. I, does anyone think it's going to be cheap? It's, I mean, the thing that's really impressive like is the, the engineering part of it is that it's self-contained, right? Google Glass and Oculus Rift both require some sort of ancillary hardware, like a phone or a PC that uh, talks to it, right? Those are bas- they're basically both just displays with some limited amount of onboard intelligence. This is a fully functioning computer, from what I can tell. It's got all the hardware in there, and that, that in and of itself is impressive. I think they bit the bullet, and they just decided, like... It's because it's a pretty bulky piece of equipment if you look at it. Yeah. Um, I think Glass was trying to be. Uh, it, it's it's going to sound stupid to say this, but uh, unobtrusive and like, <laughs> right. like lightweight frames. So clearly, they didn't get there, but y- you can kind of tell that that's what they wanted to do, right? Um, this is just like screw it. We're going to strap a big ass thing to your head. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, you're going to look <laughs> like an idiot. Yeah. But you're going to love every second well, of but it. But at least they're owning it, right? They're like, no, yeah, this right. is not a subtle thing. This is like you've got a thing on your head. So. Yes and no. I was, I was super amused to see that if you scroll through all the images on their site, it's never a full a frontal shot mm-hmm. of the people wearing it because yeah. I think that's the point where like, people are like, oh, that looks dumb. It's always from the back. Yeah, and in the introductory video, all they do is they show regular people without wearing it with 3d stuff going around them yeah like they don't like that's that's cheating you can't do that and i don't even i'm not even sure the thing is adjustable at this point because if you look at the pictures of the yeah. three executives it's riding up really high on one of those guys heads yeah. it doesn't seem like it's actually they have even built a little expandable band in there also so, also it does run on windows 10 so really the augmented reality of the blue screen of death in front of you is pretty sweet <laughs> yeah, do, yeah do you actually die and with a blue screen of death you just cheap shot then <laughs> wow <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to lighten the mood a little bit guy Jeez, i'm trying to bring a little humor to this otherwise very serious yeah, just just it, you know the, the blue screen just electrocutes you right in the temple just, you know <laughs> it actually it's electroshock it just makes you forget it makes you I forget think your brain it, just shuts yeah, down exactly. because it's so immersive um actually john you're the perfect guy for this uh the uh minecraft demo seemed pretty cool i know that's that uh, you know obviously so that did seem really cool you haven't let your you haven't let hank see it though right because he's gonna want i told him about it but i thought the minute i show him that thing he's gonna be he's gonna be bugging me about when it's coming out i feel like if i were his age at this point this to me would be this would be my hoverboard it would be like this thing that i so badly want that will probably never really exist (laughs) <laughs> this will exist i'm sure yeah, I just, yeah. Will, it, will it exist in the form that that the marketing materials promise or will it only mm-hmm. sort of half deliver on that that's my question probably not but you know for gaming i think it'll be a big thing as like a as you know traditionally console accessories just flop but as an accessory for the for the xbox i think it work pretty well well which is interesting because they didn't at all discuss it in relation to something like the xbox they show minecraft that's about i felt like did they just show anything else gaming related or was that pretty much it that was more uh, it depends I on mean, your definition yeah. of gaming I, mean, right. I think some yeah. of that some of that demo stuff could be considered gaming but gaming in a, a more rudimentary sense like yeah like they built a quadcopter right yeah right, right. which and and then they 3d printed it i i that seems really cool to me um, a little bit uh, concept car style, right? Stuff, right? Yeah. right? Like, right. but uh, I like it. I like the notion that you can just kind of assemble something in 3D and then push a button and get it printed. But there's no way that worked the way that they said it did. By the way, right? Well, they also because no. it came out and it had like power to like the the, the rotors. 
Yeah. Like, hey, we made this. We it's like, really? Yeah. Come on. It's, There's a mortar in there and the, well, we we baked we baked this at 350 uh, 4 hours ago. Yeah. There's a motor in there. There's batteries. There's all kinds of stuff. Put all like, these ingredients together and then, like, yeah. swap it for the one that you already made, right? Like, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, so I wonder about the everyday uses of this. So, like, I'm looking at their site right now, and there's, like, a picture of a guy standing in his kitchen, and he's looking at the weather in Maui because, of course, if you can afford one of these, you probably have a house in Maui. <laughs> um, and there's, like, a like a football game. And by football, I mean soccer. Hanging, like, in a holographic screen over the fireplace and, like, a to-do list. And it's like, are you going to like get up in the morning and put this on and walk around your house to do all these tasks like what is the advantage there no i mean to me my my and it's been this way for like a long time uh i i read like a, a short science fiction story back when i, I don't know in my teenage years it was about a smart home that kind of ends up going crazy, killing people. It's like hell. It's like the, the classic thing. But I really wanted it because it sounded awesome. Um, but <laughs> until the killing people part. <laughs> Even though I would die. Well, until it goes crazy. Until it goes crazy. I think, he, I think it ends up freezing him to death or something. I don't know what. Um, but, you know, the, uh, the Tony Stark Jarvis mansion kind of thing. Right. That seems reasonable to me. Like it wakes you up and it's got, new, it's got whatever you want in front. But it's not like strapped to your face. And, yeah, that's the problem is that there's yeah. like – and again, yeah. that's where we come into the thing of like the – if you could concoct a way to create actual holograms of these things, which is to say things that you could see without the need for special glasses, to me, that seems really interesting because it's it doesn't – the barrier to entry there for people like ordinary people is pretty low. But that's yeah. also a hell of a lot harder to make, right? Because it means you need projectors. You need some kind of hardware that is yeah. creating those holograms. Yeah. Um, and so this to me seems like maybe this is an interme- intermediary step right. uh, towards a future that involves actual holograms. Uh, or do, maybe not. do we need holograms? We don't. We don't no, need so no, just, guy. Nobody needs holograms. Well, yeah. We want yeah. holograms. What the heck are you talking about? Do we need? Of course, we need holograms. <laughs> How You're... else is Kenobi going to get recruited to go back? And... <laughs> um, actually, now that you mention it, I've just got to. Here, here's our billion-dollar product idea. Uh, okay. Oh shoot! I've been waiting for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a series of small projectors that you could place around your home. They're all networked with each other to like a central brain bit, and uh, it just projects stuff on the walls. Just projects Obi Wan Kenobi on the walls. Well, no, no. As you move around, you don't need the 3D stuff, you know. But like as you move around, it's like it's got what's going on in your day or the weather, and it just just works. Like it just, you know. I think it, yeah, that could work. Yeah, it's the Internet of Things. It's the Internet of Holograms. Yeah, but like little projector things. Yeah. Kickstart it. Let's do it. You know Go what? Ahead. The d- disgusting thing is that would actually work. You, you actually have talent, guy. You should be doing. You should be working on this. Dan and I are we're lost. Please no, go on without us. You could be my advisory board. But that would. <laughs> the depressing thing is like you could actually do a good Kickstarter pitch and it would work, and then you'd have to deliver something garbage, and that that sucks. That's the sad part, right? No, yeah. it's much better if you just take the money and run away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, if that's the plan, then I'm in. Okay. <laughs> That is my official advice as part of the advisory board. I hear the weather in Maui is great, by the way. (laughs) Sure. Well, the other thing that makes me wonder is the interaction thing. So the two things that they show off are voice command, which always – I'm sorry. The person demoing on stage always sounded very angry, and I don't know if that was just because they were trying to speak very clearly um, and make sure that things were understood correctly. But, like, she did start – it seemed like she was yelling at it all the time, like, copy, pay. And I feel like I don't know if that's the thing, a way I want to interact with things. Like, at least – 
it didn't seem like there was any use for natural language there in the way that we've gotten accustomed to interacting with things like Siri or even Microsoft's own Cortana. It mm-hmm. seemed much more like the old school sort of like keyword recognition. Now, right. did I mean, did some of that Cortana thing strike you as staged, like oh. the beginning part? Oh, it's totally staged. None of that makes okay. sense. That's All not, right, that's I, not that, a conversation with a computer. That's yeah. I yeah. think I missed some Which of it. Which I think is kind of a strange thing to do at, at, a, at a demo like yeah, that. I agree. I think some of the answers are probably correct. I think like maybe when he asks, asks the weather and what do you know about me, that, yeah. kind, of, that kind of stuff. Well, it seemed but like I mean, there there's... were two phases. There was that thing where right. he was initially talking about it and he was having like a regular conversation with Cortana. And then he, and then he started using Cortana on Windows 10 and it was more like Siri. Yes. You know, what's the temperature? Yeah, I think they had a script. Uh, Which, uh, okay. She sounds good. She sounds better than Siri, I guess, in some ways. It's well, That's funny because I'm already like anthropomorphic. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, that's, yeah. the, that's the somewhat weirder point is like Apple is very careful to not assign an actual gender to Siri. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem right. like Microsoft has no, that. Has no, that no we've had this discussion yes, before. Yes, we have had this discussion before. <laughs> yeah. Quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. But, you know, being a, being a character from the video games, maybe that... Yeah, that... Maybe it's excusable in that way? And it's it like, helps. No, it's like... no, no, she's a super hot naked lady. <laughs> she, yeah. But, it's, but it is awkward, too, right? Like, and, you know... Yeah. And why isn't it... Why isn't it a dude? Like, why, why isn't it Jarvis, right? Like, why, you know, not, not have the rights for that. That's a whole separate issue. But, like, why can't it be your... Like, let's, let's just make fun of the English, if nothing else. It's your British butler. Everybody yeah. wants their virtual British <laughs> butler. <laughs> oh, the long-suffering English. Oh, yeah. Man, nobody likes them. Yeah, um, yeah whatever. <laughs> they have their um, chance. Exa- yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, like, if Nintendo had made like Mario AI, we I don't know if we'd be thinking about. The, well, the, no, but I think that's because we're very sensitive to issues of gender portrayal right now. That's, uh, that's true. As we should be, and I think that you know, objectifying and creating like an artificial you know woman, it's very, it's a very Pygmalion esque kind of thing going on there. No, I'm not sure if. The Cortana assistant. Oh my god! As soon as I said that, now I'm like want to retreat. Uh, but I don't, I don't. I don't know if that objective. I don't know if that's an objectification. Clearly, in the video games, she's well, she's an AI, but she's rendered in a, a sexy female body, like, like an overly objectified. Right. Well, sexy but they're drawing body. the association there, which is tricky. Yeah. The, you're right that that graphic doesn't exist. I think in the. Are act- you sure? I'm pretty thought, sure. Well, that not in the, not in the in the actual implementation. No, but the, I marketing. Think in the marketing. Absolutely, has been. and I think oh, that's where maybe. the problem is. It, it's the marketing association. Is right. like, you could they totally could have gotten away with it, but they would have had to a pick a different name, which I kind of feel like they should have anyways. Right, because <laughs> it's weird to link it into a video game character, especially if you've actually played any of those games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's a that's a weird choice. Um, they could have called it almost anything else, but they felt like it needed a name. And it also, I, I don't know, but can you switch the voice to a male voice? I somehow doubt it. I, mean, I don't know, Siri, but they did Siri make lets a, you do that. Yeah, they did make a right. point of saying that it, uh, it had been localized. Interesting. So, okay. I don't know. Because I know uh, Siri defaults to male in the UK. Yeah, it has different default voices in different countries for whatever reason. I assume that they probably do research and figure out sort of like what kind kind of voices people trust better. Right. Um, So, yeah, it's it's an interesting choice. I don't know. So far, I haven't seen enough of Cortana to make me think it's vastly superior to Siri. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure about that. 
they seem pretty pretty close in terms of i mean between those two and sort of google doesn't really have like a thing with a personality no google google now google yeah. google now google now it's it should just be a virtual uh it should be a virtual <laughs> eric schmidt is what it should be <laughs> Oh my god! That is the creepiest thing I've ever heard. It's like you ask it a question just, and it dodges the question or responds with completely untrue something and completely unrelated weird information. And an entire non sequitur. I love the idea of an AI that just dodges all your questions, like <laughs> like artfully, like it makes you think that it's been helpful, but really it's, like, it's just like we've, hasn't, we've hasn't digitized been we've digitized yeah. twenty years of White House press correspondence. Yeah, like exactly. How's people? Yeah. Well, did you know that uh, you know? This yeah. day in in history, that you know, it just goes on and on and on until you forget the, like, the question. Can you tell me how to get to the ice cream store? Oh, I don't really think you should be eating any more ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Putting on a few pounds, eh? It's like, okay, never mind. Fine. All right. Well, aside from holograms and Cortana, uh, Microsoft's other announcements yesterday, I feel like probably they – in some ways, it seems like they laid out this show and they knew that they, they have solid stuff in there, but they also knew that it was going to be dull. And if you watch, like I was watching the live stream for a while and like the applause was so like, oh, tepid. like yeah. you know, really, uh, welcome, was... even like welcome so-and-so. And it's like, yeah, whatever. It's and... entirely a press event though, right? I mean, right. which I think is, I mean, Apple does this differently. They either have it at the developers conference, in which case there's a whole bunch of people there who are like very enthusiastic right. or hopefully enthusiastic about the platform, or they have a press event at the campus or someplace else. And then they also fill like the front row with like a <laughs> hundred of their own people. Right. <laughs> this seemed like the front row was just press people and the whole place was just full of press people. Apple is much better at putting on a show. I think we can agree like yes. for better or worse in terms of what that means for the content, yeah. their production right. values are much better and they are much better at controlling and scripting everything within, you know, a micron and putting on like a performance. I think that they excel at that. And, and Microsoft does not, they're not like, <laughs> it is kind of, it's like the nerd at the talent show. <laughs> It's yeah. like, yeah, okay, he's got like really interesting science project here, but like he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to do the the style, right? And that's not to say style should oversell substance, but it, you know, if Apple came out and was, you know, demonstrating their new holographic headset or whatever, people would have been like fainting in the aisles like an old school revival or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. I but, did feel a little bit better after um I don't know, I think I'd cracked a joke about it on Twitter and uh our our friend Lesian uh, pointed out that you know the crowd is all analysts and reporters and they're right, taking right. notes and they don't have time to you know they're not cheerleading basically right right and so once i got that and i, I was rewatching again before we did this podcast uh and yeah once you've got that in mind it it makes a lot more sense to me it's just well you don't write your script in such a way that you're expecting applause and and you know, if, if your audience, <laughs> and is, not get if them. you know your yeah. audience is going to be busy, and they even about thirty minutes, forty-five minutes in, or something like, one of the people on stage even says like, oh, "I know you're all too busy writing, but this is really cool." Like, he, he even calls <laughs> it out that like, <laughs> we kind of would have liked some applause there, but you know, we know we know you're working, and and it makes sense. But I mean that that just means you change up your script, right? Like, right. The interesting structure yeah. of it is that it felt like they preloaded all the stuff at the beginning that was like. This is kind of the meaty stuff. And at the end, Razzmatazz, fleshy holograms, yeah. right? We know you were really bored by that, but wake up, everybody. Yeah. 
Well, one interesting thing is when things started, they told you it was going to be two hours long, which is kind of it feel to me that would feel like a threat. I don't care who you are. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't care. Like if Steve Jobs, who came to me personally, we've locked the before, doors before keynote and whispered in my ear, like, "Dude, this is going to be two hours long." I'd be like, oh, "Jesus, yeah. seriously? Yeah, hit the bathroom now." Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> once we're in the middle of the show, you can't stop and yeah, exactly. no, there's just, no no going back. Well, so I, I just uh, I just so Jason Snell mentioned this article to me, which I just sent to you guys. Uh, Engadget has an editorial called "When Did Apple Become the Boring One?" <laughs> oh man, you gotta love Engadget. I yeah. really just like and so just talking about how and this this reminds me of you know that uh, these ideas that like microsoft always seems to or or other companies google too seem to take these moonshot approaches right yeah, everyone's yeah. like oh this is super exciting why isn't apple doing anything this innovative and it's like well they ship products right like that's yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy a guy on stage at the microsoft event literally said that they this was a moonshot yeah i heard that yeah that guy was that the the that the the Hololens developer guy? Think yeah, pretty sure. I, yeah, I don't want to misattribute anything, but uh, I remember yeah. I remember because they were talking about because they also talked about the implementations with NASA and they're like yes. people who work on literal moonshots. Um, and I was like, I get I get what you did there. Yeah, uh, and that guy that guy is very strange. He's a strange person to have like as your uh, as the face of your innovative new product because he does seem a little mad scientistish. <laughs> Yeah, but he is a mad scientist, and he. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, but you don't I, let the mad scientist present. Well, you know, I believe he's leading the project, and I, I kind of admire Microsoft for doing that. Um, you know, Apple put up Randy Ubelis a lot. Uh, yeah. That said, he's a handsome, well-spoken, <laughs> yeah, completely right. capable guy. So. We have no evidence <laughs> that he listens to this podcast, guy. You don't have yeah. to butter him up. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not buttering him up. I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm. I'm I'm saying that Apple's smart, right? Like they, they, you know, they don't just put it random. They only people. put the people. They only put the people on stage who show. Yeah, well. he, exactly. He could do it. Yeah. But so I kind of like the that weird Heward Packard of old. Here's the engineer that made it, and here's what he's going to say. And he comes out and he's all disheveled with like a, you know, a lab coat with a coffee stain on it. Like, did you? So I watching this felt like. I don't know. We mentioned, I think, uh, a couple, a few episodes back, uh, the show Silicon Valley, which I don't know if you watched. Uh, I've seen, uh, it, I've seen enough to make me mad. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I, I, I enjoy it because I do feel like there are ridiculous parts of it. But this struck me as kind of, parts of the Microsoft presentation actually felt to me a little bit like, like, uh, like an Onion parody video. Yeah, I saw a joke. Was it, maybe did you crack a joke on Twitter? About Me? that? Never. For... <laughs> you're dead serious. Wait a minute. Stop the show. Stop the show. Yeah, yeah. You're a friendly person in real life, but man, on Twitter, wow, you're a dry. Dry, dry as a fig. Yeah, I'm just very quiet. A fig? I don't, I just, that's an expression. I don't I even know. I was going to keep going. I, I assume that's a yeah. Canadian expression. Sure. They're, they're dry up there. Love, yeah, I did make it. I made a couple references to that, but it does seem like there is a scene, a very funny scene in an episode where one of the guys who's like the head of this big, you know, innovative technology company is trying to like have a remote chat with this like relatively insignificant character. And so he like they bring the insignificant character into this room and they've got like a holographic tube where he like <laughs> appears as a hologram. It's like, wow, you're a hologram. That's really cool. Am I a hologram? No, God, no. You're just like an image on a screen or whatever. But then of course it just, it keeps breaking down and they have to fall back to like video <laughs> chat, which also breaks down. And then they're trying to do like text, like, you know, IMing, and then like the connection goes. And I'm like, that struck me as very realistic. And there were parts of that that felt like, you know, like, oh yeah, this is, this is 
this is like the crazy wacky technology that only exists in prototypes and right. doesn't really work that well. And it's like, but the parody of like the, just the high and mighty language of this will change everything. And Apple is a king at like this tort, like that, that hyperbole, right? Like mm-hmm. they are great at constructing an image that is like, this is so revolutionary and they get mocked roundly for it at times. Deservedly so, I would argue, but they also deliver more often than not. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, just uh, while I was watching this stream, uh, and this is not Microsoft's fault or anything, um, w- w- <laughs> during the high concept bits when they were saying about how the future is now, um, the stream just kept crapping out, man. Yeah, mine it too. Was like, it was like buffering, <laughs> and I'm like, come on, really? This is like- now, the funny thing. I, well, I'm closer. Of course, to, to them. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I didn't. I didn't have as much problem as, as most people. Does but that I was matter? Also watching it's not it. like they're shouting. I don't, should... I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't understand how technology works. I don't either. So I, let's let's be upfront about that. Um, but I was also watching it on my iPad, and it seemed to work pretty well. I mean, there were like three or four instances where it stopped for a second, you know, for like a I don't know, maybe like thirty seconds, and then it started back up again. Yeah, so, I, I, I so you should have been watching too. it on an iPad. I think that's Microsoft's probably, message. Yeah, I was, I was using my stupid Mac Pro. God knows. Yeah, on, on, on <laughs> that thing is a piece of crap. <laughs> that is not the future. Yeah, yeah. But but no, you're totally right about the 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 state of technology and where like the the aspirational state that's presented in these things. I mean, before every single podcast any any of us do, there's always that like, hey, is this working? Oh, wait, yeah. I got to change <laughs> the mic. Wait, like there's there's a bit that doesn't actually hit the air where. Even people that know exactly what they're doing are just completely befuddled as to why stuff is not working. Or just subject to the vagaries of technology yeah, where something right. doesn't work right. I was just uh, – earlier this morning, I was out at a coffee shop trying to get work done, and then my, my Wi-Fi just, like, went. And I was, like, in the middle of a conversation with someone. <laughs> and I'm like, try, oh, I try this other Wi-Fi network. Oh, that's not working. I try tethering on my phone. God, nothing is working. And it's like, right. I don't know why. Everything was fine, like, 30 seconds ago, and now I can't get on the internet at all. And, you know, I have spent a lot of time with technology, and I'm pretty good at troubleshooting these things. But I was just like, okay, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> like, that yeah. is my only solution. Anyway, next week on Grumpy Old Man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss the lawn and what you can do about it. How you can get the kids off of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cay- cayenne pepper around the edges. They hate that. This is, I guess this is not new, but it seems like there's, uh, it seems to me like there's more and more vague announcements. <laughs> I mean, even Apple's watch announcement was much more vague yep. than any of their previous product announcements have been. I mean, you almost always, they announce something and say, this is what it is. This is what it does. Here's the price. It ships on this date. It was more vague um, than the phone and the phone stands out for being pre-announced by a pretty yeah. wide margin, right? The, right, right? the other the other the exception though I think is the Apple TV was announced initially and wasn't going to be available for like 3 months or something like I mean, that. The, really? The ITV? Yeah. When it was and still the, because it was announced at the I think it was announced at the same, same time, time as the iPhone, which yeah. is like a little bit overshadowed. And this thing in particular is not even, you know, it's not even a product product at all yet, really. It's it's basically still in development. Yeah. Apple rarely announces anything that's in like the real development phase, right? Like, so the three things right. are the the iPhone, the Apple TV, uh, and the watch are so far the only things really. And the iPad, to a certain extent, it was like three months there of lag time because it was announced in January and shipped in. Like, yeah, but, but even with the iPhone, I mean, there was it was a real was a thing. Date. There was a a month, I think. Yeah, they said. absolutely. They said it'll be available in June, right? And then uh, and this is what 
but they, you know, they said what the prices were going to be. It clearly was a finished product, right? Like it, it, the or same thing close, with the watch. closely yeah, right, almost like, finished. The same thing with the watch is like you know when when we were there and looking at the demo units. Yeah, the ones they gave us or like the ones they let us use were just totally like cycling through demos or whatever. But the ones that the reps had worked mostly. Like there were almost certainly unfinished software on there, but they were complete devices. Yeah. But more vague than the iPhone. Sure, I would agree with that. I mean, because there's no there's no actual date, and there's and there's only one there's only the entry price, right? Yeah, no, I would take the iPad out of that. Uh, yeah, because the I think that was, was more specific. like a time to market kind of thing. Because yeah, as right. soon as it was announced, uh, I saw one. I wasn't supposed to, but I, I was. Showing, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was showing one. I wasn't allowed to touch. Look, I, I didn't get to touch. Look it, at this but, guy. But, no, yeah. no, but uh, it you know it existed and it was in the hands of. If enough people did, I got to see one. Uh, and it, it was a real thing. Um, the right. phone, when they announced it, was like, you know. A lot of, behind glass. Lot of, yeah, like a lot of bubble gum and like wires holding that thing together, right? Uh, right. I don't know. But didn't but some, know didn't the some people actually touch it? Didn't didn't Andy Inako I think actually, Jason yeah. Snell did too. Yeah, yeah, no, you could. Yeah, yeah. you could, yeah. But they weren't. I I remember somebody telling stories about things not being done because you would open apps yeah. and it would just be like oh. a static screenshot. Or oh something. no! no I, mean, I talked to plenty of people who worked on the 1.0, and it was like, yeah, no, you, if you did this, you would explode every time. Like the memory was leaking all over the place. It's like if you did the exact, if you did anything that was off script, odds are you're going to explode. And Steve did something off script, and everybody in the front row was like, "Oh my god, what the hell is going on?" Because he, uh, he picked it. I think he just wanted to hear it like another Bob Dylan song. And they're like, oh, Jesus, don't, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just because they don't like Bob Dylan. Well, like, oh, please, well, anything yeah, but yeah, Bob yeah, Dylan. Yeah. No, but I mean, the, what they demoed on stage was definitely, uh, you know, wasn't what shipped. Yeah. Microsoft did kind of the same thing with the Surface. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so this is like two, I feel like this is two in a row where they've been... Kind of winging it too early, and you know, I don't know. I like their presentations. I was excited about the right. I was excited about the Surface one. I really was. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I'm an idiot. Sure. Well, me too. Because yeah. I was. <laughs> well, you know what? I think maybe like you, I was excited about the Surface RT. Right. Yeah. Right. That was the one. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I would guess. I mean, and then. Because I remember then... going on the on Johnny's show and being like, "Yeah, the Surface RT is great." <laughs> I mean, like Johnny's little show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like critiquing the, the the Microsoft presentation, and yeah, the RT sounded awesome. And then I don't know, I got hit in the face with reality. So, <laughs> wait until you get hit in the face with a holographic reality. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And supposedly they also said yesterday that they are actually going to um, keep developing RT. Well, I would I would be shocked if the Hololens does not work on something similar. So, yeah, that makes sense based on the hardware and yeah. what they've like got the yeah. space. I suppose so. To do. Yeah. Well, all right. So the other two things that were sort of interesting were so Windows Windows 10 is a free upgrade. Right. That was the other thing. Go read. Say, yeah. Go read the free fine print though, because for no one year on qualifying hardware as well. well. <laughs> um, I did some digging on that because I was like, "There's an asterisk here. <laughs> Nobody is looking at that." Um, I was I was mentioning to a friend of mine because over the weekend his computer started acting a little bizarrely. He's got like an old Lenovo laptop, and he's like, "Well, it might be time to buy a new computer, but I, I don't want to buy one until Windows 10 comes out because I don't want to like reinstall an update because he's had problems with that in the past." 
and so I sent him this thing like, oh, well, it's a free upgrade. You own, you know, Windows 7 on your current computer or whatever. So you, you could probably. Up- so if software up uh, like major system OS updates are free now. Apparently. For a year, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, so Microsoft can't get away with this, I think. Right. Because they don't sell that much hardware comparatively. Apple can get away with it because they don't make that much money off the software side of it, right? That drives hardware yeah. sales. Right. But Microsoft, what's it making money off if it's not if it's not selling its OS? Like where is that coming <laughs> I from? I know. <laughs> make it up in volume. Right. Well, I mean they're eating the cost. And and they laid out a good argument for it in that uh they want all of their customers to to upgrade and to be right. on the latest thing, which is nice if you're Apple. And I, like you're saying, I'm not sure where Microsoft is going to. Maybe, maybe you know what? In a weird way, maybe they do make it up in volume, right? It's free for a year. They get everybody updated to a, a stable. They keep people on their platform. Well, exactly. Yeah, like a new starting point, right? Right. Well, right. it helps eliminate the fragmentation, right? Because right exactly. now there are That's... so many different places where it's like, well. We are just on, and and I don't think this will entirely change that because the big problem in a lot of those places, having worked at like a large institution that supported lots of Windows machines, the big problem was not necessarily cost. It was breaking stuff, right? Like people did not want to, you know, we ran Windows 2000 for, you know, years after it was released because everything worked on Windows 2000. If you started deploying wide-scale upgrades to a new OS, there was the chance that existing software and workflows would break. People would get angry. You would lose money because of productivity. And that's the general problem for upgrading. So it's nice that they eliminated the cost, but I think that only really applies to consumers, not to enterprise users who are going to eat the cost anyways. Well, so, I mean, there's only two things that are ultimately under the control, right? Is A, not break anything, which... Microsoft has famously been pretty good at, really, at the end of the day. Uh, recently, they've maybe strayed a little bit from that. But if anything, Microsoft has been hobbled by the competitors. Which is, yeah, I, I, would, I would say it's like the opposite, right? Because they've, they've spent so much time making sure that they don't break anything that, that they're... That's exactly. They've screwed themselves. <laughs> they've, slowed, they've slowed down, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and the Meanwhile, second thing Apple they can do... Meanwhile, keeps everything running along to like next version. Well, yeah. Yeah, so, and then, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so Microsoft gets to control, A, not breaking stuff, which I think they've done historically a pretty good job at, um, and B, the price. So if they're saying like, okay, well, here's the new thing, and we're going to eliminate the price factor for you, like it's zero, don't worry about it. Uh, and I, you know, there was some nods to backwards compatibility, but I mean, also they're pretty explicitly trying to say that, like we want to reset the baseline here, and we want to get millions and millions of customers at this new right. baseline across all of these devices. Um, I don't know what more they can do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know, yeah. I see their problems. I don't, I, I don't have a prescription, right? And they, and they probably figure they'll get, they'll get a license the next time they buy a machine. Yeah, exactly. They'll get, yeah, the, yeah, they'll yeah. get that license fee the next time they buy yeah, a machine. Yeah. So it, why not just? Right. It's like give them, give them that one in the middle. Yeah. Let's take, let's take a year where we're taking uh, window sales on the chain. Yeah. And, well, uh, so according to the fine print, by the way, the things, the additions that you cannot upgrade for or don't qualify for a free upgrade include Windows 7 Enterprise, Windows 8 and 8.1 Enterprise, and Windows RT and RT 8.1. None of those will get you free upgrades in Windows 10. I'm so. going to call Satya and tell him to fix it. <laughs> well, no, I think you're, I think you're right. Anything that, the, that says Enterprise after it should just get a free upgrade. I'm sorry. Like, don't. <laughs> 
don't. Why would you do that? I, the, the Starship Enterprise? That thing needs an upgrade, is all we're saying. Yeah. That can't be running Windows, you know, XP or whatever on that. Yeah. It's, it's I'm going to go watch stable. Star Wars 1 again. Star Wars. Star Trek. <laughs> wow. So, I, I, you know, the thing that comes to mind for me in terms of the, the free upgrade thing, and like, yeah, sure, they can take the sales on the chin, but the only, the other major driver, I mean, aside from licensing stuff, right, which is the kickbacks from the OEMs and, and right. PC manufacturers, but the other major driver is Office. That's their, I would think, their other major cash cow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has been moving toward, like, they've moved that towards both a, f- like, a sort of a freemium, is that fair to say, model? Like, yeah. free for some basic features and then, like, subscription fees required for more hardcore stuff. Right, um, and I can't tell if that bifurcated approach is really working for them, or do most people think like, "Oh, great, I've got like really basic functionality. That's all I ever need." Office is so alien to me by this point, but John, I know you had yeah. to deal with it recently, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and and frankly, it was nice to be able to get an Office three hundred and sixty subscription because I could just, you know, I only need it for like three or four months, and and it was only I forget like eight dollars or something like that it, w- wow. it was not much for each month and That's so instead of having to go out from what it used yeah to going out and buy this huge monolithic you know back in the day software license for a packaged box that i'd have to install like all this crap on my machine i could just use it for you know what, what 28 bucks or something like that ended up being so that's a steal. I mean, really. for, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's. I, I don't like it. No. <laughs> I would rather have, have written the whole thing in Markdown, but you know, the, the, the publishing industry is what it is. So, right. I, I had to in order to, to work on that book, and being able to do it for a lot less was was great. I'm enjoying this alternative reality we all live in, where we, you know, come on a podcast and talk about Microsoft products <laughs> and holograms. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. I got to say. We could talk about Dan Lyons if you want to, but I don't. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. I don't even. You want to do that? You want to yeah, go yeah, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't yeah, even I wanna, see it. Wanna, what should I? I want to unleash the lion. What should I know about here? <laughs> well, Dan's had a rough week, right? Um, <laughs> to, well, c- catch me up. I don't know what happened. Well, I don't. I, and I need, I need to go back and, guy, maybe you maybe you have a better synopsis than I do. Wow, there's but, a uh, story here about the death of Dan Lyons' career, your daily update. Yeah, yeah. So, Pando, Pando, uh, Paul Carr at Pando Daily has really been hammering on Lyons a lot, and rightly so. His writing at oh. Valley Wag has been um, suspect, shall we say? Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. So, we'll put that link in the show notes, right? Uh, yeah, so I'm reading about it now, which is him yeah. saying, like, I mean, so you know the guy. The guy famously left uh, the world of tech blogging uh, two years ago. Now is that? I think that's about right. At the time, said that he was part. You know, the, one of the main reasons that he was leaving is was because that he was tired of writing link bait and you know didn't want to participate in that kind of journalism anymore. And so now he's back at it. <laughs> And one of the, you know, and, and is trying to trying to have his cake and eat it, too. Anyway, he linked to the thing about Lorraine Bell Johns and her personal life. And seems like this is exactly the kind of thing that he said that he would not be doing. And yet in the post, he kind of makes like a little quip about how, oh, gee, it's terrible that we're all paying attention to this. Well, OK, you're the guy who's writing about it. Like, I wouldn't have known about it if you hadn't written about it. So you can't just be part of the problem and make it OK by making a joke about it. 
Right. Yeah. No, that it, like you said, it's uh, you know cake and eating it too. Yeah, I could yeah. I could go off for a while in terms of just like my feelings on the tech industry as like <laughs> sort of you know elevated gossip rags, but yeah. Oh my god, there's so much of that that is incredibly stupid. And yeah, and who who cares? Yeah. yeah. What the Steve Jobs' widow does? Yeah. It's, and he was and he did something else that was even worse uh, with like it was a. Worse it was than a Gamergate. It was a Gamergate related. Oh thing. my god! Um, oh, right, okay. and no, no, wasn't no. it? Am I? Yeah, yeah, Sam, yeah. I gotta, I gotta refresh my memory. But he published something. Uh, oh, about Shandley. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, an ex of Shandley's who made a whole bunch of you know noise about their brief relationship a number of years ago, and uh, so he he linked that up. You know, and it's just like. This is all the stuff that you said that you you left the industry for. <laughs> you know, as stupid as we are, <laughs> and we're pretty stupid, just to be well. Clear. At, mm-hmm. at least, you know, I think we're pretty positive, and I think most people are pretty positive. This kind of muckraking in people's personal lives is it's deplorable. I, I mean, it's bad enough understand. in like the celebrity paparazzi thing, but I just like yeah, you know, yeah technology, yeah. especially where it's like uh, this has literally no relevance no, or no, no. place yeah. here, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, none of us are beyond being silly. Sure, but this is just mean spirit and stupid and like this. Yeah, it's hurtful. Like, why would you do this for the clicks? I did it all for the clicks. <laughs> for, did it all for the clicks. <laughs> there's a song in there. There's a song in there somewhere. And there's because you know what rhymes title. with clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, <laughs> who wants to talk about comic book TV shows? Oh, my God. I'm, this is what I'm on for.